I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm your host, Patty Teal, here as always with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson, who always has great warnings for us. And today she brought a guest. I did. This is Ed. And he has a pretty remarkable story about a very sophisticated scam that he got caught up in almost. And he agreed to be on the show in hopes of saving others from having to go through what he had to go through. So welcome, Ed. This all started while you were on your laptop. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. It started with a frozen screen. And then there was this big red thing from Microsoft saying that I had a problem and I was to call this number. So I turned off the computer and then I turned the computer back on, but it didn't go away and everything was frozen. I could not use any keys. So I called them up. I got this gentleman who told me that uh, they had detected this problem and they were going to help me to find it. He did some magic stuff and I don't know what that was. And then he said, did you call this pornographic site? So they made me believe that they knew something about what had happened. They made it sound very, very real that this is your computer and this is what's going on. And then they said, we have detected some other traffic and they kept bringing up files, just lists of files and things. And then they said, we found a problem here and it appears to be something with your bank. And I said, I have to go. I can't do this. Well, we can call you back tomorrow morning. And now I am a nervous wreck because I have all these other things I have to do that day and my computer is no good to me. And so what they tell me is don't do anything for the next 48 hours on the computer. On Saturday, they called me back. They started doing all this thing. Then they said, we have evidence that you bought some stuff from this site. And then they suggested that what this was, was a rather large transaction in thousands of dollars for child pornography. Then we go through the files again, and then they show you all these files and they have the file descriptor and the time and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they're saying those timed out ones you're seeing there, those are from the transaction taking place. So then they said, we have to get a hold of your bank. So then we get to talking about the bank, which bank it is, and that, et cetera. And he says, we have to get off of this line because the scammers are listening to your phone calls. They said, you have a cell phone. So I got that cell phone and I called them on that number. Then they said, we have now established a secure line from you on your cell phone to the bank. And so this guy comes on and he tells me he's from my bank. And of course, I give them the birthday, last order of my social security number, or how much. And they want to know, have you had any recent transactions that they can check your bank account against? And I said, yeah. And they said, what's your balance? That was an interesting thing. How interesting. It turns out that these questions are typical of what the bank asks. Okay, now they go through and they come back and they say, you have bought from this company. They had a name for it that was very easily identifiable as something you don't want to be associated with for $15,000. 
And so the other guy on the Microsoft side is saying, no, we got to be careful here because if this gets out, you know, this could ruin your reputation. You know, even if proven to be a scam, your name could be associated with this kind of thing. So they now have a second layer of fear on top of the first that I was getting rather worried about. This was the accusation that you had purchased some child pornography. Is that what they were talking about? And they mentioned if the bank were to release this to law enforcement, then I'd have the FBI on me and I'd have all that other stuff. And then they come up with this scheme that we can get this taken care of. The bank says we can get this taken care of we have is agency in the government has this program to help us in these things. So what we would do then is you would buy something for $15,000 or whatever it is from this phony company. So it looks like this sale is the money now. And then we'll take the identification to the porn site off of that. and It'll have the government's phony thing on there. And then that will go away and never show up anywhere. But then we have to get all the other stuff taken care of. And so one of the things is we're going to set up a program so we can get all this straightened out. So now don't go away on the phone. Remember, don't use your computer for 48 hours. Don't use your landline for 48 hours. And be careful what you say if someone calls you. Don't tell anybody that this is going on, even your acquaintances, because you don't know who they could be involved with. They're isolating you down to where you cannot discuss this with anybody until we get all this taken care of. So you're going through all this and then they're saying, don't hang up. We'll be gone for a while. And they're gone for, you know, 45 seconds. And then they come back and say, well, we're doing this and we're doing that. Then they get to the point where we're going to have to take care of the money now. We have gotten a hold of the government agency and now we have to clear everything up. And so we have one last step to go through. Where's the nearest branch of your bank? And so I tell them where the nearest branch of my bank is. Okay, now get in the car and drive down to the parking lot at the branch. When you get to the bank, let us know. And we want you to go in and get $15,000 in cash. Then we'll tell you where you can deposit it in this ATM type machine in town that the government has. So you put the money in and then it'll clear that and they'll take their money and all this stuff will go away. I'm saying, wait a minute, he wants me to take cash to pay for the government. And so I hung it up thinking, I'll call him back if I have to. I just stopped there. They called me 12 times to get me back and I don't answer it. Mm -hmm. And finally, I figured they're really in a hurry to get me down to the bank and get that money out. So I just said, that's over. I'm not going to do any more. And that's the last I heard of it. Then, of course, the next step was, is this true or not? And so what I did then is I got my debit card and I got the number on the back that says, call the bank at this number. And I called them. And it was very interesting because then there they say, who are you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What do you want? They said, who are you? And I told them, what is your date of birth? What is your social security? What is this? What is that? All the questions that I just had answered. And I'm saying, wait a minute, am I still in this bad place? And then they said, okay, hang on. It's the same thing these other people said. And then they came back and said, all your accounts are closed, your checking accounts closed, all your other activities with the bank are null and void. We just shut you down. Now, what would you like to do? And from there, then the bank takes over. It went on for a while because there was a lot they wanted to tell me. But interesting, three days later, I got a new debit card. 
And then within a week, I got a new checking account, new checks. And then originally when I called the bank, they said, make sure you file a police report, make sure you report this, report that. And then I went to the bank and then then they went through a whole nother thing. They were quizzing me like they were an investigator. They were asking a lot of specific questions about the activities. And for instance, one gentleman gave me his name, who he was and his number. So you could identify him. They wanted to know all kinds of other specifics. This was when you were talking to the bank. Is that right? To the real bank. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a little rusty on how I got the appointment with the banker. I got the appointment with him. But when I got with the banker now, we were going through how we're going to put everything back together. And right. he had to call his people and go through a very similar thing about what I had to prove who he was to them. Yeah. That's when they started asking specific questions, asking him things about the bank, asking me about what I had done, who was this guy's name, the number or da 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 da, you know, that he gave. They had a lot of things they want to know that I, I didn't know, he didn't know, but they had apparently clues. So it couldn't have been the bank doing this. I think this was being reported to the FBI or somebody. They have investigators. The banks have fraud investigators. And so they will ask very specific questions about numbers that you called and so forth. Did the bank assure you that there was not a $15,000 charge on your account for child pornography? Yeah, they told me there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Now, uh, did they also tell you that this was a scam? Did they let you know this is a scam? I forgot how they said it. I felt like I was an idiot. And all these people were very, very polite and supportive. And they didn't say, you've been scammed. That was a good way for them to handle it then, because they handled it professionally and with dignity and respect. And they understand that these are very, very sophisticated networks, scam networks that are in operation. And just the story you told us with all the people involved and all the different stories and letting you be on the line 45 seconds here while they're setting something up and getting back to you the next day. I mean, this was a very, very sophisticated scam. They sort of had you under their spell at that point. They did. They did. Did you have to drive a long way to get to your bank? I live in Goleta, and the bank is relatively close. Okay, so you didn't have to go too far. But there was something about landing in that parking lot where you said, no, this doesn't feel right. The pieces didn't fit. Then I started thinking, why, why all this secrecy? Realistically, if I had given it a thought, I'd have called my son or one of my daughters, you know. And they would have said, yeah, blow it away. Don't even talk. (laughs) The thing about this particular scam is that they really worked it. It wasn't like a two-minute hit. They went over and over and over, and they really got you believing, and this was the bank, and then this was the government, and they were going to fix it all for you, and this was your computer company. And when they connected you to supposedly your bank, that would be very, very uh, tricky to sort of figure that out. Because you thought you were calling Microsoft Help. And then you thought Microsoft Help Help was sending you to your bank, was calling your bank for you. So you thought you were dealing with very legitimate agencies. And that's what they sounded very legitimate, too. Yeah. And they've become a lot more sophisticated about how they approach us. 
about the techniques they use, about how they psychologically manipulate us. And so when your bank heard, when your real bank heard your story, they certainly had a very good understanding of what you had been through and how you had been manipulated. Yeah, that was really why I wanted you to come on the show today to describe your experience because it's complex and it's sophisticated and it's believable and you can understand how you got caught up in that. Thank goodness, though, you didn't go into your bank. You didn't take out the money. You didn't lose anything. You came to your senses in time. So that's really the good news about your story. It is good news, yes. I'm just envisioning that they have classes with these people, like coaching them on how to do these scams. I bet they do. I bet they do. These are very organized because they have scripts and they have an answer to every question that you will ask. They're extremely organized. We have to keep understanding. These are big organizations. They're like a corporation with all the corporate structure. And they train their people and they have staff and they know what they are doing and they know how to suck you in psychologically. So congratulations, Ed, for not getting sucked in, (laughs) for not giving them that $50,000. Good job. We're sorry you were traumatized, but it is a good job that you didn't lose any money. (laughs) What happened to the computer? Did it start working again or did you get it checked out? Oh, yeah, they turned it back on again. They wanted it back on. They had me putting stuff in. If they had asked me to put in my password, I probably would have done it. You know, that's how bad it was, you know. Yeah. It is quite traumatic. I'll tell you another part of this that psychologically, when I called the bank and I was talking to them, I was not sure that I wanted to answer their questions. When you were talking to your real bank, when I was talking to my real bank, those questions, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure I wanted to talk to these people. Sure. You know, maybe yeah. it could have been another one of their people. Right. Or you know. right. So I have another story. So I'm at the bank and I've gone through my meeting with this banker. And so on the way out, he introduces me to one of his colleagues in the bank. And so the two of them are telling me that this woman came in, an elderly woman. She, they wouldn't say how old, but I assume she had to be my age or close. And she came in and she wanted something taken out of her bank and sent somewhere else. So the teller calls her manager because this woman wants to do like $75,000. Oh, geez. Yeah. So now they take her aside and then they have the supervisor for the tellers talking to this woman saying, do you really want to do this? You you know, this is uh, quite serious. Should you not have one of your children or grandchildren here and we can talk about it? And she said, no. And she's very insistent. Finally, they called one of these bankers who deals with us quite often, apparently. And he talked to her and then he got the manager of the branch to come. So the banker and the manager are talking to her and she would not give in. They could not stop her from taking $75,000. And he told me three days later, she came in and she had lost $75,000. Oh, I'm so So sad. May I ask you the bank? Because they clearly did an excellent job of trying to stop this scam transaction. And I think it's admirable when banks take that much effort. Can you reveal the name of the bank or would you prefer not? It was Wells Fargo. It was Wells Fargo. Well, good for them for having trained their people, their staff, 
to intervene, even though it didn't work. It sounds like they tried several different ways to get her to see the light of day. They took some time with her. And I think yeah, that's very spent, admirable. Yeah. They spent more than an hour with her okay. trying to convince her this was not a good idea. These people are so well-versed in yes. everything. They are. They are. Mm. Well, it's nice to know that banks are taking this quite seriously and doing their best to stop these transactions. And it's very difficult. I know that. I want to thank you so much for taking the time and coming on the show and telling your story. It's an important public service that you are doing because when other people get this same kind of experience, they will be alerted. They will know if they have heard your story. They will know that this is a scam. The minute they talk about child pornography and try and scare you into believing that's somehow connected to you, yeah. they will absolutely huge red flag. And of course, whenever they tell you to take out yeah, money, yeah. that is the biggest red flag of all. So Ed, thank you very, very much. Thank we really you, appreciate Ed. having you today. That was the good news for today, too, Patty. It was very good news. Thank you, Ed. It means so much more when you hear a real story. We can report on things, but it doesn't have the same impact when somebody tells their story because it's so understandable what happened to you. Yes, and it can happen to anybody. They have a brilliant set of psychologists working for them. I believe uh, it. put these scripts together just yeah. in the right way so that whatever you have uh, doubt, they have something so convincing that yeah. they can take care of it that you just, you just trust them with everything. It's so scary. So. It is so scary. And Vicki, okay. could you share the fraud hotline before we yes. call it yes. a day? I would love to because this is how Ed got a hold of me and we were able to connect and get this story on the show. So my fraud hotline is area code 805 568-2442. And I'll say that again, 805-568-2442. And I welcome phone calls. Thanks, Thank everybody. Okay. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye now. Bye. Until next week.